Dolly. And today we have a special guest um, who will introduce himself. Hi, everyone. I'm Hi. Am I the first guest? I'm Hyung. Am I the first guest? Yes, you're our first guest ever oh, on the podcast. <laughs> this is our friend Hyung, who uh, we know from a long, long <laughs> entanglement, basically. But um, here today, we wanted to discuss the topic of what makes somebody want to be different from the mainstream or norm. And I guess when Dolly and I were thinking about this topic, we initially thought of it because Dolly, when we were growing up, was always really obsessed with not doing the trends, you know. If obsessed? <laughs> okay, obsessed is a strong word. But she was like, it was kind of like something she valued a little bit. Oh, when everyone's getting iPhones, you know, she was like trying not to do the iPhone thing. Not trying, but she really didn't do the iPhone thing for a very long time. Or like when people were like getting on Instagram, she was like, what's the point of Instagram? I don't think I need that. And so... We were talking about that in general as we grew up. Dolly became a little bit more mellowed out in that sense. But we thought about somebody we knew, a mutual friend, Hyung, who is extremely off the grid. <laughs> and we wanted to ask his experience on what makes him kind of be that way or not care exactly what the trend mm. or the norm might be. Mm. So we wanted to kind of talk with him and see what his experiences were and have conversations. So... That's why I invited Hyung. Is that right, Hyung? Yeah, I think that's right. Also, I need to clarify that Christine and Dolly are really my internet friends. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, though. But I'm not saying that as a bad thing, though. That's no, just with Hyung and I, it's definitely true. Yeah, especially, yeah. Yes, yeah, especially me and Dolly. It's, we've met one time in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Christine, friends? yeah, we go way back. <laughs> we don't even go that back. But <laughs> I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Hyung my internet friend. That seems a little I, bit we met okay, on Reddit so maybe, or something and then like, you know, met up after. Maybe maybe on this Reddit. is already a good intro into the okay. podcast because right. me calling you my internet friend already like it's something that I do just to like make people feel uncomfortable. Mm. They're like, yo, like what's wrong with this guy? Like, why does he have this internet friend? They talk to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, test the is- waters. Yeah, yeah. This is already a trope already to begin, to start? Yeah, I guess so. I guess oh. so. Why do you do that, so, Hyung? <laughs> like, even me being friends with you guys or calling you my internet friends is my way of pushing people's buttons and making them feel mm. uncomfortable and making my, making, maybe trying to get people to perceive me as weird or different. But I feel like ugh, there's so many, I think the motivation for why someone wants to become different or do things that are different, it, it's just, there, there's so many different motivations. Like, I'm just thinking about kids, maybe, you know, like the weird kid in grade mm-hmm. school where they're like mm-hmm. always acting up or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes it's like attention, like you want attention, mm-hmm. you know, like that could be, that could be one motivating factor. And th- there's some of that definitely in me. Like, I think I, I'm someone who likes attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, But then also I think when I was growing up, I tried so hard to be the same. Mm. So like in grade school, I attended a majority white elementary school and my name Hyung was already such a strange and like foreign name to many people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted my name to be so badly to be David. So like my legal middle name is David and mm. no one actually ever called me Hyung until late high school. And so a lot of things for me was I wanted to do what everyone else was doing. So like my favorite food was pizza, you know, even though it was like 
<laughs> Even though it was like Tenjang Jjigae is my favorite food, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by name, I wanted to make it a, as American as possible. The clothes I wore, I wore a lot of like hand-me-downs, and then I really wanted to wear like clothes that like everyone else was wearing, like all the popular kids what they were wearing. And so I, I feel like for me, like a lot of my desire to be different now is rooted in a place where I tried so hard to be the same as everyone else in the mm-hmm. past. And so a lot of what I do now is kind of like, oh wait, what if me doing something different is actually just me embracing me? And a lot of the rules that we've set up in our society are so arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no reason for us to follow some of these rules. It's absolutely not necessary. And I think because I was so shy and insecure in my elementary school days, there's a part of me, I think, that wants to almost exaggerate me being different to kind of show people, my friends or other people who I feel like are really shy, that actually, if you push the agenda and you try to be as different as possible, one, the consequences aren't as bad as you think they are, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us, we're afraid to be different because we're afraid of the consequences. Like people might laugh at Mm. us or it's gonna be really awkward. But then I think for me, a lot of times I do these things to show people like the, the consequences aren't as bad as they seem. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the post that you shared about your diploma name and how you wanted to include Bala Mala. I don't know if I'm even saying it correct. <laughs> no, no, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and you've taken the complete opposite. You know how in the past you've always wanted to just be called David. And now you're completely going off the wall and being like, I'm going to be called Bala Mala. <laughs> and it's just so interesting that you embraced your differences, your uniqueness so authentically. And I think a lot of people are drawn to that. For me, part of what you're saying about, oh, you wanted to blend in, you wanted to be like everyone else. And I think everyone has that feeling or desire in some ways. But then when you live your authentic self, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's so cool because I'm so afraid to do that. And when I see someone do that, it's like, oh, maybe I can do that too. And people will embrace me for who I am instead of what everyone else is trying to be. And I, I just follow along. Well, yeah. interestingly, before we started recording, we were talking about how um, it was more about the motivation behind why mm. we act this way versus maybe the actual end point, which is the action. When I was listening to you, Haim, talk about that, I feel I feel like I can relate to the aspect of I also want to be different in the sense of like if someone knows that Asian Americans are more likely to go into medicine because of whatever reasons, I really hate that kind of generalization or stereotype because it's like, well, I'm not like that, and this is not me, and I don't want to be categorized in the mm. same mainstream kind of idea or whatever frame shift, frame set, mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Yeah, framework. <laughs> but at the same time, interestingly about the motivation part, it's not that I don't like to disrupt. I don't like bringing attention on myself, actually, mm. contrary to popular belief. <laughs> And I think that when you say something like, oh, well, I'm Asian American and I didn't go into medicine because of blah, 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 and you're trying to be outspoken about it, I think it's natural that people are sort of drawn to you because now you've kind of fixated the attention on yourself. So it's like I also personally like to not be grouped in the same like mainstream or do the mainstream things per se, but I also really, really hate casting attention on myself. And so as a result, I think for me, I just like don't really say anything because I'd rather go under the radar, not really have people pay attention 
and notice me in that sense. And so the posts that you share, Hyo, it's, yeah, I have thoughts like that in my own life, not the exact same, but, you know, just general thoughts. But I would never post about it because I don't want people to know. <laughs> I don't want people to, to know that about me unless it's personal, like one-on-one, like you ask me and then I'll tell you or something like that, mm, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. That's, so that's interesting because I feel now that I'm thinking about it, our willingness to be different is ultimately we're critiquing society, I think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like we're yeah. like, oh, society is this way, but I'm choosing to to be counterculture or, or different in these ways, mm-hmm. because I think I, I'm trying to make a point here about what's what's wrong about society. And and some of that for me, for example, the Balamala thing, like I know <laughs> it's so silly, but sometimes I feel like we I think we should explain that story education. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us like what happened, because not everyone follows okay, you on so, Instagram. <laughs> I have every graduation. I try to do something outrageous. One because it's funny, but also two, I feel like in Korean American settings, we tend to overemphasize the importance of education sometimes, and and some of that's rooted in in simply us being immigrants, right, and parents wanting our our children to do really well. But for me, I. I always try to make it a point to do something outrageous. And so I just graduated with my master's in public health. And uh, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, And they asked me like, what name do I want on my diploma? And I wrote, oh, I would like my name to be Hyung David Bala Mala O. And Bala Mala is my gamer tag for Brawl Stars, which is which is like a handheld phone game, you know? It's kind of like Clash of Clans. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. And so it's it's been my gamer tag for years now, and it's just silly. And I and I wanted that to be on wherever I would work. I would want to put my diploma up there, so that pe- would people would see it and they're like, oh wow, like he has his masters. And they would read the, they would read it and they're like, wait, why is his name Balamala? And I just feel like that would be a setting where people could be like, okay, he doesn't take himself so seriously, mm-hmm. and like he can take a joke. And also, mm-hmm. he's not gonna judge me based on my education. I hope. You know, mm-hmm. like I wanted all of that to be conveyed in Bala Mala being on my diploma. It's <laughs> um, a lot of things. <laughs> I know, I know. You know me though, I'm always trying to pack everything into like small <laughs> things. But then I guess my question for Christine is that I think you're right. Not everyone wants to be different in the same way. I think I'm mm-hmm. different very publicly, mm-hmm. you know, but then in what ways are you different that I think speaks to you critiquing society? Oh, like me specifically, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the podcast is one avenue because it's pretty low-key. I wouldn't say we go out. Like, so we publish every now and then, but I don't even post this on my, my personal Instagram. Right. We have, like, an Instagram for the podcast with a very tiny following, and <laughs> we post on there. But Dolly and I both personally have more followers on our actual accounts, but we don't really publicly put it out there but you know a lot of the things that we talk about in the podcast are critiques on society or just like things that we want to challenge the mainstream thought process about Mm -hmm. and I think also with my day-to-day like if someone were to ask me in my work or something why I do this or that I think I don't always follow maybe what's quote-unquote the norm or easy like for example Mm -hmm. I know that some physicians like to copy paste their notes from day-to-day in the Mm -hmm. hospital and I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I would never do that because obviously like some days you're busy, you just kind of have to copy paste and make edits. But 
personally for me, if anyone asked me, like, would you do that, Christine, as a physician? And the answer is like, I don't, I honestly don't think that would be my default, at least if I was, if I had the time and energy, which I hope Mm -hmm. to have. And I guess it's like, I think people might think that's really pretentious of me to say that or something, you know, like, oh, like, who is she to say that she would never do something like the norm, quote unquote, in our work, because that is kind of the norm. And for me, it's like kind of an ethical thing because, I mean, people have done that and it's not quite the best thing to do, right? Because you should write your own brand new note every day. And I think it's it's a tricky thing because I think I generally am very honest with whatever I think or whatever is my belief on things. But it's the delivery that I often am not the like strongest in, in terms of my personal beliefs. And so... I think rather than trying to challenge that, I just keep it in more than to like publicly say these things because I don't want to be mm. misjudged or mischaracterized because I think that's like one of my personal things that I don't, I really get like ticked off when people think they know me and they don't. Mm. <laughs> and so it's like, if I was to publicly put myself out there, that's a very public invitation to be like, okay, everyone can judge me and everyone can mm. mischaracterize me because I don't know all those people. You know, I don't personally know all my Instagram followers that well. Like a lot of them are classmates or people in passing that, you know, follow you and stuff. So it's not mm-hmm. like you have a deep relationship with everybody. And so for me, I think I like to challenge things more on one-on-one with people that mm-hmm. I'm close to, like Dolly or my husband or my family. I challenge my family a lot and they get really annoyed because they're like, shut up, Christine. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but like that's a lot of times like growing up, I got in a lot of trouble for that too with like my own family's culture too. Like, well, why can't you just be respectful and like, like be quiet you know but it's like I wouldn't stay quiet I'd be like this is wrong like you guys need to stop commenting on people's appearances I hate it when you know Korean parents are always like oh this person gained weight or like you know and they like talk about it I'd be like why do we care about that like who cares and then they'd be like you're so like disrespectful and obnoxious <laughs> child like be quiet you know so I think in that sense I'm more outspoken when I know that I can kind of change their narrative of me like if they misjudge me I feel like I can go up to my mom and be like I think you misjudge me mom like here's what I think you know something something versus mm-hmm. if you put it out there on Instagram and a thousand people misjudge you it's not like you're going to go to the thousand people and be like this is actually who I am so I think mm-hmm. I think that's where I personally have some insecurities because I know like Dolly's kind of with someone <laughs> we could take this out if it's not okay oh, oh that's okay but uh, that's okay. he listens to the podcast and I was like Oh, frick, why does he listen to the podcast? Because, like, now he's going to – yeah, because now he's going to think he knows me. Or, like, I didn't say that per se. But it's, like, he he has some more arsenal on me. Or, like, some more, like – what is it? What's the word? You know, like, he's got – Yeah, like, he can kind of, like, see who I am a little bit more. And I don't know anything about this guy in that sense. Because I've never had a deep conversation with him. I don't even Mm – I just know his name and his job. And I don't even really know his job exactly either. So it's like, Mm. I don't know this guy. But he. it seems like he would know more of me if he listens to a few episodes, right? Because it's like, I'm more outspoken than Dolly. I'm a little bit more bold. And that kind of bothered me at first. Like, I was like, Dolly, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like we had a conversation about it. It was fine. It was not like a big deal because it's not that serious. But that's a great example, I think, of how I don't, I don't want to publicly go out there with my opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hyung asked at the beginning, do you want your podcast to pop off? And the answer is actually no, not really. I just <laughs> like it low key. But, then you, still, but yeah. then you still choose your podcast to be public. Uh, public. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's interesting because I feel like your differences, Hyung, is rooted in critiquing society, whereas maybe part of that is Christine's motivation too, to always challenge society's norms. But I think you don't always have to be public because for me at least, when I'm trying to be different or when I'm thinking, oh, I want to be different, it's I don't want to conform to what everyone believes in. And I want to be a free thinker for myself that I'm like critically thinking about everything. So it it doesn't necessarily have to manifest in like how I behave or how I'm appearance-wise different from everyone. Oh, it doesn't matter if I don't do makeup when other girls do makeup or I choose to wear clothes that are different from the normal trend. It's thinking about when someone takes a stance on an issue and everyone believes the same thing. Why does everyone believe this publicly? And I try to always be like, okay, do I believe this because everyone else believes it? Or do I really believe it because I thought for myself and I challenged it and then I came to my own conclusion about it? So I think my my difference is kind of rooted in that. It's, oh, I feel like maybe that's also America's individualism too. Because yeah, we try to be conformative and like mainstream, but also we also try to be different in all our unique ways. I think actually me and Christine, I, I think I'm actually similar to more similar to Christine than maybe people realize. I'm, now that I'm reflecting on <laughs> what I choose to post as, oh. as how I'm different on my Instagram, largely has to do with humor. Like it's generally something that's silly, right? Like it's supposed to make you laugh. Mm. And I think I'm okay with posting something that's silly that still serves as some form of like societal critique. But many mm. of my own personal stances on certain issues or things like that happen at the personal level. Especially the older I get, the more private I've become about some of the things that I, that I feel or believe about current events or whatnot. And yeah, I would say like I only have three friends where I would confide in like mm. my deepest feelings of like maybe where I feel different from mainstream Mm. society whereas with I think and and so on that level I'm very similar to Christine because like I need to have a high level of trust for things that maybe Mm. hold more weight Mm. but but I think I've I've lived and experienced so much embarrassment on like silly things where like it no longer affects me anymore so I'm, Mm. I'm okay with being silly now because I've experienced the worst of it in the past and the consequences weren't that horrible. But the, mm. but the consequences of, of personal or maybe more weighty matters, it does have profound consequences, especially today. And that's really scary. Yeah. What do you mean? Your thoughts on X current issue, you know, mm. let's, say, let's say guns. Mm-hmm. Like if we, if we talked about that today, like I wouldn't want to share that on this podcast, right? You know, whether I'm with the majority or not, I just mm-hmm. I just have too many friends who think differently mm-hmm. from me, on no matter what topic. Where like that needs to happen at the personal level, whereas with like me talking about like oh one time I pooped my pants in the first grade, <laughs> it's like it's not you know that's not embarrassing that's not embarrassing to me anymore, and, mm-hmm. and like that honestly well that's not even me trying to be different. That was something where my body forced me to be different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, like, you can't control, you know, like, that, that's not really, that's not really being, being intentionally different there. Uh, it just kind of happened. Um, yeah. You guys, you guys know what I'm trying to say. No, I totally know what you mean. I feel like, yeah, people that who would be embarrassed about those kind of stories when they share it, it's like, oh, I've experienced that at one point in my life too, but I was too embarrassed to share about it. But 
it's so relatable. I think humor, everyone can relate to in some form or another, even mm-hmm. if they haven't experienced it. So I think that's why when people say they want to be different, it's almost like we have our differences, but then we don't show it. So we don't know how different, how similarly different we are until someone puts it out there. It's like, oh, I'm like that too. I didn't know like other people were like that. Yes, so yes. yeah, it's kind of ironic in that sense. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is a generational thing because obviously we're like technically in the same generation, but we do have a little bit of an age gap between us and you, Hyam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I whoa, think... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's same, true. I'm in the same millennium as you guys. I'm a 90s kid. 98. Mm, 98. <laughs> okay, well, you... Um, okay, so let me say this last part and then you can you can refute it or not, but... My point is, I think that people a little bit younger in the tail end of millennials or whatever, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it, I think they tend to be a little bit more public on their Instagram as a whole, as Mm -hmm. a generation, Mm -hmm. than people that are a little bit not that age, (laughs) a little (laughs) bit older, that that are a little bit older, but still use Instagram. Because sometimes if you Mm -hmm. go like 10 years out, you know, people are not as active on social media to begin with. But I would say a lot of people in our age range like late 20s, um, beginning 30s are still on Instagram are still fairly active. But I think it's a little bit more the style is like their random stuff, like they eat this cool thing or whatever. It's like very neutral. Whereas Mm -hmm. I have noticed that those that are a little bit younger, maybe mid 20s to early 20s, tend to post more personal things about what they think maybe that is still neutral, but it's a little bit more personalized, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, such Mm -hmm. as humorous things or, you know, things that are a little bit putting themselves out there. So I also mm. wonder if there is kind of a generational component mm. to how we grew up because I don't think we really well, I mean we grew up with like MySpace and stuff. Both of us did, I think. Or all three did of us you, Hayao? Um actually I was too young technically. See you just see. said you were like in our same group. But um... I mean like no no but that was one of those things where like I could have had MySpace. Mm. All of my friends had it, but then like oh. I couldn't have it because I was like a good obedient son. Oh, and I like see. legal like legally like I couldn't, but like I could have mm. just lied about my age on there. Ah um, no, that doesn't count. Wait, so <laughs> so how old were you when you had Instagram? Uh I think I was I started getting most active senior year of high school. Mm. Okay. Yeah, first year of college. Yeah, okay. senior. Well, aren't, you, aren't you guys? Aren't you guys ninety six? No, ninety four. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah. Well, might be also, can we there. just cut that out? I don't want to like put my personal information. <laughs> yeah, out yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm... <laughs> trying it's to okay. keep it vague. <laughs> Wait, but know, Christine, you were just saying that everyone who listens to our podcast knows who we are. Well, just in case, darling. What if we get canceled one day? No. <laughs> they come oh after God. us. They come oh after us. These God. are real fears <laughs> that I have, guys. Oh my See, gosh. This is, this is this is the weird tension that I already see. It's like the podcast. Podcast is meant to be low key and not pop off, but then it's uh-huh. still public. If you really wanted to protect yourself, this would be a private podcast. I didn't um, even know that was an option, to be honest. <laughs> oh, to have a you could, private yeah. podcast? Yeah, I don't know if that is an option. Or is like your Instagram option? could be private. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think we had this debate very early on when we were making this podcast, but then I don't know. I somehow became used to just whoever listens to it listens to it it doesn't really matter to me well 
Okay, fine. We we can keep the <laughs> years. I don't. I just don't just see joking, why people need to know what year I was born. <laughs> well, it matters because of this millennial and Gen Z difference. Right. <laughs> Dolly and I are ninety four, ninety five, and then you're ninety eight, which is technically like I think it's considered tail end of millennial. Oh yeah. Oh no no. It is definitely Gen Z, Gen Z because okay. I think ninety five ninety six is millennial. Is the end of millennials? Yeah. Right, I think that's pushing it too. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just asked for when you had Instagram because for me, you had it younger. I basically grew up with Instagram. Like mm. when Instagram was like first birthed into this world, <laughs> like <laughs> no, literally, like you know, like when it was created and like it was like given to us by the gods as like a gift to use. Oh my gosh, it's not a gift. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people said the same thing about fire. You know, like oh, it's a gift, it's a curse. For me. I was in middle school, like sixth grade. Mm. And so like in many ways, like my most formative years as sixth graders, right? Like we were navigating something that was going to change the entire world. And like we had Mm. no idea. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like for us, it's not even just a tool. Mm -hmm. It's actually so integrated into our lives. And like Mm -hmm. there are so many things that we've experienced and done through Instagram. Like we can't help but post how we feel on there sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm agreeing with you, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you had to expose me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I think that makes sense because it's not I judge you guys per se, but it's sometimes I do think to myself, like, why, why do they have to put all this information <laughs> out there? Like, you know, I mean... But I, I love it, Hayoung. Christine I, I know mutes you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Dolly, why are you trying to expose me further? <laughs> okay, let's back up. Let's back up. So Dolly, okay, that's the way we invited you, Hyung, to the podcast was after I had called out Dolly. Well, not called out, but Dolly doesn't remember her being so anti-mainstream. But she grew up, she refused to wear like Abercrombie at one point. She was like, everybody's wearing this. This is stupidly expensive, which it is. I'm not saying she was wrong, but she was very gung-ho, like anti establishment you know and even though she went to a private catholic school lol but <laughs> no um, episcopalian oh my god same thing like <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> even though she did go to a very institutionalized high school <laughs> but that's how it started i was like reminding her how she used to be like anti-iphone and stuff like that and she didn't remember like to the severity how much she was against it and she was we brought you up because she was like oh i really admire hyung for <laughs> doing all this and i was like oh it's not that i don't admire you it was just sort of like oh. i was like oh but he just like posts so much like is it like necessary it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot yeah and so then that's kind of how we were like oh you know why do you think you admire him dolly because you know i wouldn't say admire is kind of a strong word for me so it's it's not that i it's not that i disrespect your work or anything it's just like i wouldn't call call it it work (laughs) your uh, posts um but, you know, she does, like she admires it. And I don't think I'd go as far as to say that. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like a, already a, a difference in how we mm-hmm. perceive those who put themselves like out there and mm-hmm. are challenging the mainstream because mm-hmm. that's something that Dolly kind of valued for herself a little bit mm-hmm. more than me is kind of mm-hmm. how the conversation started between her and I. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's kind of like 
I don't like when people post too much. It's not that I like. It's not that I don't want to read we your stuff, Hyung. It's just <laughs> no, I don't. Muted you. <laughs> just for the time being, when you were like, it was when you were at your end of your master's program, you were posting a lot of stuff, and I was like, I, I just, I just need more <clears throat> variety in my life. So yeah. when you're when you're refreshing, you always see the first story circle as me, huh? You're like, oh, this man. <laughs> You were all up there, yeah, yeah. But you're not muted anymore because you you calm down. And also, I want to see your trip about in Europe. So I, I calm down a lot too. I think because like my master, the ending of my master's degree was actually quite anticlimactic. Like I ended up just having a lot of time, mm-hmm. and I think when I just had a lot of time, my mind just and that's the thing, my mind just goes places. I need to write them down, but I have a separate word document where I write down everything. And from there, so like the things that you see on Instagram are actually things that I've somewhat processed enough to mm-hmm. write and share with my friends who I mm-hmm. think would contribute something back to me as feedback. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is, I think, something, something that people don't realize. Like people usually just think it's like a word vomit, which it can sometimes be. But most of the time, I've written it down somewhere else. And like it, some of these thoughts are things that I've thought about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think coming, so I'm in Europe right now, right? I'm on a three month backpacking trip and I've had so, it's not that, it, I've just been so overwhelmed here. Like I'm, I'm walking and I'm just in such a new environment and I'm looking at this architecture and like, I don't even have the words or the thoughts to f- formulate questions. I'm just like, how is this possible? I haven't been posting as much on Instagram too, because like, I just don't have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. 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 And I think now that I've come to a point where I'm older, it's not so much me admiring someone who's just trying to be different for the sake of being different. It's not that. I think it's more, like, oh, it's cool to see someone's thought process. Someone may think it's word vomit. And I think for me, I like your post where there's more words than there's you talking or you <laughs> sharing something that's humorous. I like to yeah, hear your deep yeah. thoughts. Like, that's what I like. Yeah. You know, I like the part where I screenshot it and shared it to Christine. It was something about worship and what it means to worship silently versus instinctively and intuitively. Yeah, people don't talk about that enough. And so it's cool to see someone share those thoughts like that. Yeah, now I'm not just not get an iPhone for the sake of not getting an iPhone. It's like right, iPhone right. is very useful. I've come to realize all the things that... <laughs> I've mellowed out on, it's like, oh, yeah, Christine has showed me that there is value in doing things that other people are doing. So, yeah, I mean, I've come to a place where it's, there's more balance and moderation. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, agree with I, you there. Mm-hmm. Oh, go on. No, 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 you go, Hyam. You're the guest. Um, <laughs> I think so many people who are like almost instinctively gut reaction, wanting to be different over time, either they like swing the pendulum where they're fully accepting and they just want to be mm-hmm. mainstream mm-hmm. or they learn to come to a place where they are, they have the discernment to decide like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something which requires me to be different because mm-hmm. it has a different, it's not simply like the end goal of being different, but like mm-hmm. it's the means of to a, a greater end. Mm, yeah. And, and that's, that's the same thing that applies to people who generally want to be mainstream. Like they might either swing the pendulum or like come to a place where they're able to discern for themselves, like, this is why I choose to be different mm. here. Yeah, more thoughtful. Yes, yes. Hmm. 
I mean, this is a little bit of a topic shift, but I think, I think one of the th- things I found interesting is because Hyung and I met more in a group context versus a one-on-one scenario. And I feel like for me, my strength is a little bit more one-on-one because I like to go deeper and, and open up in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I remember back when there was a lot of social unrest and I posted some stuff, I was responding and we arranged a phone call one-on-one to talk about our thoughts on these issues and this kind of makes more sense in retrospect now that you shared your stance on things but what I found so interesting was your online persona was obviously very different which I anticipated but it Mm -hmm. was like a little bit what I wasn't anticipating was that we had a relationship prior to this call but I felt like the call felt like it was the first time I was talking to you almost Mm -hmm. like there was a really There was like a distance in between us, it felt like, when we were having this discussion. And it wasn't a podcast or anything. It was just like a friend to friend, like what we were thinking about uh, social issues and stuff. And this kind of makes sense now that you shared you don't really like to do that with people. But it was it caught me off guard a lot because it was different from the group setting Hyung that I knew and the online Hyung that I knew. It was just like a 180. Mm, and so I thought really? that was kind of, uh, that's how I felt. And so I think mm. like one of my other things that for myself fear is sometimes that. And I think mm. that's also my hesitation to even comment on people's posts <laughs> because it's just like there's so much interpretation that can be it can be left up to that I don't know for for me I guess my anxiety manifests in that way is I don't think I have a lot of anxiety in general life. Mm. I feel like I'm a very moderate average level of anxiety person. But even Hyung asked, like, what time should we do this? And he's like, don't you have church? And I was like, I, I'm on online church. And I when, before I said that, I had a thousand thoughts. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. frick, now he's going to judge me for going to online church. Mm-hmm. Like, now everyone's going to judge me for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I started having all these thoughts. Now he's going to think I'm not like, serious about my faith. <laughs> and I was, like, having these actual thoughts. And I was like, I didn't want to send that. But then I had to because we had to get a time. And yeah, I had to explain to him why this time works for me. So it was kind of, it was like one of those things. I think I reflexively do that a lot. And I think um, people think I'm a really confident person. But I think a lot of my insecurities really come out in this way. And I think I project it on others too. Like even that phone call with Hyun. It's almost like I projected my own insecurities on him. Like, oh, wow, he's so different. Like, I don't want to do this to myself. I don't want to put my online persona out there just to have people like, not think they know me or something you know if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm. is it is it ever possible for someone to know the true you i mean i feel like sometimes you don't even know the true you in certain ways yeah. Yeah. so i also think it's not wrong to show different parts of yourself to different people it's not that you're being inauthentic fake. yeah fake right. to certain people it's just that certain people draw certain things out of you that other people yes. wouldn't draw. So mm-hmm. it's almost like if you think about social media or Instagram as a person, it's going to draw things out of you that's very different from when you're talking to your husband or your really close one. So I don't necessarily think that's that's a fake person. It's just like, oh, this person is yeah, showing different parts of themselves. So yeah. that's how I've come to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mm-hmm. will say that people do sometimes get confused when they have only met me in group settings Mm -hmm. and then we have like a one-on-one conversation and they're sometimes thrown off because they're like wait why are you so serious (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you're not. They're like, you're like really calm right now. They're like trying to talk to me about like, why are you crying? You're like, this. <laughs> like things like that where they're just like, they're not expecting me to be so serious mm. and and quiet almost. Mm. But um, mm -hmm. it, it is interesting to think about that for mm -hmm. myself too, and like the comments that I've received in the past about people being like, oh, Hyung, but like, you're supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, but like, Hyung, mm -hmm. like, you're supposed to be different. And I'm like, yeah. well, maybe I want to be different from like my persona of being different now. Inception. In a weird way for me to be different, I actually to be normal. <laughs> yeah, oh you almost God. become pigeonholed into some yeah. kind of caricature when you're so multidimensional and people shouldn't be just like saying oh you can only be funny you shouldn't be serious yeah, yeah and i think yeah, that sort odd. of goes into the topic of our monolithic perspective on everything you know it's mm -hmm. like we think that everything should just be this one thing one mm -hmm. person one type even like these multi-dimensional movies that are coming out i think it's blowing our minds mm -hmm. because it's like oh wow there's other timelines out there or like there's mm -hmm. other possibilities yeah. within the same context and i mm -hmm. think that kind of notion of thought is so not normal or natural for us you know as a society mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's like yeah Hyung's the the goofy funny non-conforming person that's all mm -hmm. he is like now mm -hmm. he can't have any other characteristics outside of that mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of the point I was sort of trying to express that maybe I didn't say so well is like I think I'm afraid of that happening to me it's a silly mm -hmm. fear. It's kind of irrational because I can't control how people are going to think. But it's like, I know right. that's not true about people in general. Like, I know Hyung has multiple layers. And I think that's why I wasn't like, it wasn't like I had that one-on-one -on -one call and I was like calling him up and saying, oh, you're so fake, bro. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't. Like, right, I, right. I knew it. Yeah. Like, like I, I knew he had layers because I didn't know Hyung like that deeply to begin mm -hmm. with. So like, I knew this right. call could have gone any way, any direction. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, yeah, this is just another side. It wasn't mm -hmm. something I was expecting per se. But overall, like, I guess I was expecting something maybe different. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think. I guess that's my challenge to people in general is like, how can we not create these pigeonholes or, or monolithic caricatures of anything or anyone, even an experience, mm -hmm. not necessarily a person? Because mm -hmm. I think that's typically our response in our feeble minded brains that we want to go in, like, just like make everything generalized and, mm -hmm. you know, into this mm -hmm. one little circle and that's it. And you can't really go beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a little bit, I guess this is a rabbit hole, but no, no, I think. I think in general, even our question in the beginning of what makes us want to be different is almost too general too, because I think everyone mm -hmm. is unique and you just don't know yes. that. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost pretentious for mm. us to say, oh, I'm different from other people. <laughs> you know, it's like everyone is different. You just don't know mm. it. And you hear those phrases oh, I'm not like those other girls. Or there's like song lyrics where the guy is saying, you're not like those other girls. And it's like, <laughs> that is, that's not something that you want to portray to people. It's like everyone is unique and we should know that. So yeah, maybe that is a good takeaway too. I, yeah. think, I think there's a lot of irony for me because mm. I know that often many of the things that I do are intentionally, like I intentionally do many things to tell people like, hey, like, not not only for the sake of me being different, but also to tell people like, hey, like, you can be different too. And like, it's gonna be okay. There's a lot of irony for me though, because even though I feel that way, 
As soon as I meet someone, in the first five seconds, I've already assumed everything about their life. Like based on their skin color, their personality,、mm. how they greet me, how firmly、mm. they hold my hand. I'm like, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> like, it's, That's strong, Hyung. I know, I know, but like it's actually something I'm working on because、mm. when someone grips my hand very tightly, I actually get very upset because I create memories <laughs> of me, of people who've done that in the past, and they、mm. tend to be very like alpha male. <laughs> and, I, and I and I really dislike alpha males, and so like <laughs> they grip my hands really, right? They're very stern, and I'm automatic. I'm automatic like I really dislike you. Like that's already what I'm thinking. And then like there have been so many instances, even in this past year, where I've sat down and had like conversations with these people, and they've opened up a little bit of their life to me, and I like leave just so profoundly. Upset at myself for、mm. like making these assumptions about them and not giving、mm-hmm. them the chance, you know. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just rooted in like what happened in our past and how we got hurt, and like、mm-hmm. we're not willing to like process that yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you guys seen um everything everywhere all at mm-hmm. once? Mm-hmm. Like, I love I love what you're saying about when we meet someone, they're not a monolith. And in many ways, like when we talk to someone, we're not only talking to that person in that moment, but we're also speaking in many ways to not only their like individual history, but their like ancestral history too. You know,、mm-hmm. like we're talking to actually many people at once. But like, how do we do that well? You know, like it actually, it's something that requires so much humility, but also it's like overwhelming when you think about it. Yeah, how do I do this? To address the question <clears throat> that Hyun posed.、Um, You know, have that openness. I think it,、mm. a lot of times it comes down to thinking. So I would、mm. say, like things like this, actually is how we get one step closer because we all have、mm. different perspectives that we just brought into this conversation, and this is how we started to think about all、mm. these surrounding、uh, mm-hmm. issues as well. And、mm-hmm. so now I feel like after we wrap this up, it's like, oh, okay. I feel like I know myself a little bit better. I feel like、mm-hmm. I know these two people a little bit better.、Mm-hmm. It's not like I know them fully. Like Hyung said, do we ever、yeah. fully know ourselves? Like、right. probably not. But、mm-hmm. it helps us to understand a little bit. And then I think that new experience allows、mm-hmm. you the next time you meet somebody, it's like, oh, well, actually, I remember this podcast. I had you know time, and it made me realize all these things about people. And maybe I should just like be a little bit more open because、mm-hmm. you never know. Like Hyun said, he talked to those people with firm ha- handshakes, and turned <laughs> out it was different. <laughs> so、mm-hmm. I think that's how we do it. Is like you have to reflect on what you just experienced with others and with yourself. Through journaling、mm-hmm. and stuff like that, to help you realize, like pinpoint what it is about yourself that maybe you can work on,、mm-hmm. uh, or what、mm-hmm. about your thought process is weak and you could improve in, or something, you know? Yeah, it's really cool how our mind takes us in so many different directions, even in, within this episode. Because in the beginning, we were just talking about what makes us different, but now it's like that question is rooted in also how we relate to one another, and that's what you're talking about, Christine and Hyung. It's how do we know someone well? It's pretty cool.、Yeah. Yes, I would. I would say knowing ourselves and others. Requires like eternity, and that's a good thing.、Mm. You know, it takes a forever for us to get to know each other, and that's、mm. that's the beauty of relationships. Yeah, like, it, it gosh, never ends. I love that. If you haven't seen everything、mm-hmm. everywhere all at once, you should definitely <laughs> watch it though. Yes, it's a it's mind blowing adventure. <sighs> Such a good movie.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good movie. We were actually going to do another episode about that movie. Maybe you guys should. Back, you guys should. <laughs> I, I would love to. I'm so, I have too many thoughts on that movie. Though. Oh, okay. We'll do a part two with Haya on that movie because he loves it and we also loved it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you so much, Haya, for coming on to this podcast because, like we said, uh, we're kind of internet friends. <laughs> so maybe it is internet fitting friends. that we're. Doing it on a podcast because it still requires internet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> internet friends got to do internet friend things. So. Yes. Thank yeah, you guys so much for inviting me to be your first <laughs> guest. It was my honor and my <laughs> privilege to be here. Yeah. <laughs> to all to all seven of our audience, thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Hyung for joining and taking his time out of his precious year of backpacking trip time. All right. Well, until the next one, where Hyung might return. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>